everyone. Welcome to the Move from the Heart podcast. Today we are talking with Nasira Spells, a Reiki practitioner located in Oakland, California, about energy healing. Nasira Spells is a social impact specialist who is passionate about health and wellness and creating healing spaces for black and brown people where space was originally not made. Through social impact, Nasira's goal is to inspire people to make their health of paramount importance in their lives and gain a stronger understanding of how interconnected social impact is to health outcomes. So Nasira, can you tell us what your journey was like to becoming a practitioner in energy medicine? Yeah, definitely. And actually, thanks for having me today on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. Um, So energy has always just been something that is kind of innate to me that I would just pick up on, whether it's in myself or whether it's been in other people. And I would say within like the past decade is when I've really been able to kind of place a name to like the thought of energy and like how that flows and how it operates within my life. And so with Reiki, I was actually um, in a coffee shop in Brooklyn, New York about two years ago, and I was reading this book and it was a Reiki book. And I thought like, oh, like I've heard of Reiki, but I didn't really know too much about it. So I was reading the book and just looking through and seeing like how, how Reiki can be so impactful on other people. And this was just before I made the decision to move to California. And once I got here, I remember telling my friend at the time, I said, I am going to train and study to become a Reiki practitioner because I know that I have really great energy and I want to be able to provide my healing and leave an impact on other people in a positive way. Oh, nice. So can you tell us the importance of energy healing and cleansing? Yeah. And I think that question too kind of goes into like what exactly is Reiki and how can you use like energy healing and work? So Reiki is just a timeless therapy. It gives the human experience with a limitless supply of energy to both stimulate regeneration within your physical body. It helps to enhance positive outcomes in the mental body. It balances your emotional body and it also reconnects you to the divine in a spiritual sense. And so with that, I like to say in its most basic forms, like Reiki is just energy healing work and it's Me as someone who has really concentrated and studied and honed in on giving my energy to you as someone who may need it, whether that's for, you know, if you're having anxiety or if you're maybe having Mm -hmm. pains within your body, like there have been accounts of Reiki um, energy therapy and healing work, being able to aid people um, and helping them within those kind of spaces. Mm hmm. And what are the different, I know there are different levels of Reiki. Mm-hmm. There's um, level one and level two. Can you describe what the differences are and what, like, what is it? Yeah. So level one is going to give you like your overview of the history of Reiki, like where it comes from, what it's about, and then teaches you how to um, give Reiki healing to yourself first. And then when you get to level two, that really delves deeper into the essentials of Reiki therapy, where you are now, you now feel that you're equipped to provide Reiki healing to other people outside of yourself. And then even if you want to go on and turn it into a part of your business, it gives, um, gives directions on how to do that. And then the last level would be if you want to do Reiki level three, which is really a Reiki mastery. And so that's when, you know, you spent kind of years of just 
practicing it, putting it into place and giving it to other people, giving it to yourself. And this is what you really know that you want to do maybe full time or full on, or even just incorporating it into other areas of your life and your business. Mm -hmm. And so with Reiki, um, you said that it can help, it can help with anxiety. What are some other uh, benefits of Reiki? Reiki, it can also, like I mentioned, helping you physically. So like some people, I've had clients who talked about having like certain pains like in their back or pains within their shoulders. And so after treatment, um, some folks have said like, you know, I kind of felt this pain or like this heaviness in my shoulders. But once I felt you kind of moving around to that area on me, like the pain, like it, it did go away for some people which is something that you always want to hear how your clients are feeling after a treatment. And even it won't always, sometimes it'll be right away. Sometimes it might happen later on. And it's, it's really a timeless therapy, I think. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I know with, um, with, when you practice Reiki, you incorporate crystals. Yeah. Um, so with crystals, uh, what, does it enhance the treatment or is it like, what is, what is the purpose of crystals? Yeah. So I like incorporating crystal therapy into my Reiki treatments just because as I mentioned, like I've used crystals throughout my life in so many different ways. And like our crystals, just natural gemstones coming from the earth. And so they have different healing properties and those crystals, I think it's really dope to use with certain folks because the crystals can be directly connected to like areas within your body, even within your mind that you may need that additional kind of help or just assistance to recalibrate you and to balance your energies out where, you know, you're, you might be feeling kind of scattered or like unbalanced or imbalanced and not really in a, you know, good space. And so the crystals incorporating that into therapy can be really beneficial for some people. And a lot of crystals are tied directly to, the chakras that are located in our bodies. And so that can also help to bring balance back to folks. Mm -hmm. And what are your recommendations of um, crystals that you think people need, like the top three crystals that a person should get if they were, if, you know, they're a beginner and they're just looking into collecting crystals, um, what would be your recommendations? I think my top three that I always tell people to get would definitely be a rose quartz, which the rose quartz is particular to our heart chakra. I would definitely say amethyst is important to have. That one's connected to your third eye chakra. And amethyst is a crystal that can also help in honing in on psychic abilities or helping you to sleep better, helping you with your dreams and to remember your dreams more. Mm -hmm. And then my last crystal, I would have to say probably be selenite. Selenite is a, it's a clear, kind of like a clear quartz similar, but it's a little thicker than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And selenite is really great for cleansing energies. And so say if you're just feeling really kind of like bogged down or like overthinking or just like a lot, just kind of on you, like selenite can help and just, cleansing your spirit of all those other energies that are kind of in place so Mm -hmm. those are like my three go-to so rose quartz amethyst and your selenite okay and how can you properly clean and charge your crystals 
cleansing and charging crystals, it's really much more simple than people may think that it is. <laughs> so two of my favorite ways to cleanse my crystals are I will put them in my windowsill whenever it's a new moon or even a full moon. And so like this coming weekend, um, Saturday is a new moon in Pisces. And that will be a great time if people want to gather their crystals that they have or if you're thinking about buying some crystals pick some up and then you can just put them in your windowsill and allow the moonlight to just naturally cleanse them and cleanse their energies. Not all crystals are water friendly. So you definitely want to make sure you kind of do some research in your homework and see which ones can or cannot be like fully submerged in water or which ones you shouldn't. Um, although there are some instances where I've cleansed my crystals off with just using a little bit of water. And then another way I love cleansing crystals is by smudging them. And so smudging is just a technique of warding off, again, those unwanted or imbalanced energies. And so I do that by taking like a Palo Santo stick, which you can also pick that up from any spiritual shop. Um, but you mm -hmm. want to be careful because Palo Santo has been, I would say, like kind of recklessly um, taken in, especially in the industry and the times that we're in today. Like it's been really abused with... The way intake. it's harvested. Yeah, the uh -huh. way it's harvested has definitely been abused. So you want to just make sure you're going somewhere that's locally sourced that, you know, you can talk to the people there and ask like, hey, like, is this ethical? Like, where'd you get it from? So that you're not taking away, you know, from the environment as much. Um, mm -hmm. So you can use Palo Santo stick. You can also use a sage stick. You know, sage, I think, is a timeless thing that's been used. You can use sage in your kitchen when you're cooking. You can use it to... Um, cleanse your crystals and so with both of those you would just want to light it so it gets like a nice little kind of smoky flame small embers and then just take that over your crystals and let the smoke just engulf them and then you can either internally or out loud give a prayer just energetically state that you know I want to cleanse this crystal of any unwanted or stagnant energies just so that I can now effectively use it mm-hmm very good. And um, you were mention mentioning about chakras. So, so what are chakras? What are the different types of chakras? So chakras are pretty much energy centers within our bodies. So fun fact that I learned when I took my Reiki level two mm -hmm. certification, the human body actually has 256 chakras that we mm -hmm. know about. Oh but God. the oh, wow. main Right. I know that that was my same reaction when I learned that. I was like, oh, wow. OK, but we usually only focus on seven main chakras. And like you'll hear more so about the seven main ones, which that's your root chakra, your sacral chakra, your solar plexus chakra, your heart chakra, your throat chakra, your brow chakra and your crown chakra. And they literally go from the top of your head to like just below like your pelvis. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so um, with the chakras, what is the one that most people see you about? The most that people need help with the chakra that I'm sorry, the chakra that most people need help with. Yeah. So that one with the, the people I've seen so far, at least three have said that they feel an imbalance in their root chakra. And mm -hmm. so your root chakra gives energy to the function of like your colon, your kidneys, adrenal glands and your spine. And so when you have an imbalanced root chakra, you can kind of feel like 
you're not grounded in yourself and like where you feel like you may need to be. And just as I mentioned, those different, um, you know, organs within our bodies, like you can sometimes feel where your root chakra is being impacted through how those organs feel. And so Mm -hmm. balancing this chakra can give your physical body the unlimited energy that's needed to increase your overall health through qualities such as having more courage, more patience, and having a more sharpened instinct about certain things. Mm, Nice. I know, um, uh, like last year I went to um, a Reiki practitioner and Mm -hmm. um, she worked on my throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, because I really wasn't speaking up about things, especially at work, like it was hard for me to kind of find my voice. And so she worked on it for a while and um, I was very skeptical. I must admit. Mm -hmm. That's okay. First, um, you know, when I first started, um, because I didn't understand it, but I'm always open to everything. So I was just like, you know, let's see, let's go for it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, after working with her, I'm telling people off at work now. Yes, honey. (laughs) You better exercise that throat chakra. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I did notice it was like a shift where I felt confident within myself to communicate clearly because I always thought, you know, when people, um, when they, um, when they say things, it Mm -hmm. could come off, um, it could be offensive or, you know, it's coming from anger, but, um, I learned, you know, how you can communicate your feelings without offending someone. And so through that, it really, um, it did help me with speaking up and it not, it really improved not only my relationship with, um, my coworkers, because I was being honest and saying, you know, we, you know, what was bothering me, but it also improved my relationship with myself and felt more confident. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it really did help me with, finding my voice. I love that. that. I love that. And I I have also struggled in life with keeping more balance with my throat chakra and speaking Mm -hmm. up. I think as a child, I love my parents and they are amazing folks, but there Mm -hmm. were times where I didn't always feel like it was safe or that it was okay for me to voice an opinion. Like if I didn't agree with something, I would wonder, okay, is it going to upset my mom or my dad? Or am I going to be punished? Or am I going to be like chastised for things? And I -hmm. think that what we experience in childhood definitely has an impact in how we can show up in the real world as adults as we get older, unless we actually pinpoint like where is that coming from? And then just using different techniques and tools and of course seeking out therapy as needed to really hone in on like why that is and where it's coming from. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, like when my throat chakra has been imbalanced, that has often showed up in ways of people pleasing or not always saying like how I really feel about something or not saying it until Mm -hmm. I'm just ready to blow up. And then like the throat chakra is activated, but then it's like, okay, did I offend you with what I said or did I not? Did it come across? Did my point come across that I was really trying to get or did it just all fall flat and I just blew a gasket for no reason when <laughs> yeah. when that could have easily been avoided. But I love to mm-hmm. hear that, you know, with your Reiki practitioner you had that she was really helping you to work on um, using your throat chakra and just like activating it. It's so, oh, yeah. it's so important. Like when you have a balanced throat chakra, you are able to speak your truth you're able to communicate with confidence and then it really opens communication in other areas of you as well to 
effectively communicate with other people, sometimes verbally and nonverbal communications, I found. Yes. And nonverbal, that's my where I go because mm-hmm. You know, my words won't say it, but my face. (laughs) Man, and I can't control my facial expressions for nothing. But I, listen, love me anyway, you know? (laughs) Yes. We're we're all human. We're all trying. Mm -hmm. And I mean, really, Reiki is one of the things in my toolkit for me dealing with anxiety. Um, It really has helped. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things for it may not work for some, you know, but it's just at least, you know, I always encourage people just to try anything and everything yeah. to see what can help. And it'll just be another thing added to your toolkit, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for me, it did help. So, um, and with that, another thing is meditation. Yeah. So I know you host meditation uh, sessions every week and I joined you mm-hmm. on one of them. Can you tell us um, meditation? What is really meditation what and why is it important oh meditation is so important so i'd say cliff notes version meditation is just a time for you to get still get quiet within yourself or to just do something that helps you to stay centered or to recenter your mind your body your soul if you need to you know meditation it looks different for everybody so As you mentioned, I do lead meditations weekly um, through Zoom, and I just kind of started inviting friends like here in California, and then I started putting it on social. And then one time I did a meditation through Instagram Live, and like people just were really thankful that I provided that opportunity for them to recenter and kind of get still and get quiet within themselves when, you know, oftentimes we lead such busy lives. We have 50 million things going on and we think like, oh, I don't have time for that. Or, oh, like I I can't, I can't dedicate, you know, even 10 or 15 minutes sometimes to just sitting in stillness or sitting and being quiet when it's really about, do you want to devote that time? Do you have the dedication to it? Do you feel like it's something that is important to you? And with meditation for me, it looks in many different ways. So the weekly meditations that I use, um, I have folks come together. It's on a Zoom platform and I incorporate a singing bowl that I have with it. And so mm-hmm. first I just go through breathing exercises. I tell you, like, you know, get comfortable, whether you want to sit up straight, nice and tall, flat back, or if you want to lay down on a comfortable position, like whatever feels good to you, that's how I want you to show up for meditation. Because one, you're not doing this for me. You're doing it for yourself. And I'm just grateful Mm -hmm. to share, I'm just grateful to share space with people and just help them in finding that dedication and saying like, you know what, no, I'm going to dedicate this half hour or 40 minutes to stillness and just doing what my body, my body, my spirit needs. So once people kind of get settled and are comfortable, then I just tell them like, you know, take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale out through your mouth and then just close your eyes. And keep on doing that for a couple of times, for a couple of breaths. And then eventually I incorporate my singing bowl and I just kind of sound that off a couple of times. And then I go around the rim of my singing bowl. Actually, I can pick it up now and kind of give a little. Oh, sure. Yeah. I can do a little demonstration. I hope it comes up through my mic. You can let me know if it does. Okay. Yes. 
perfect. Wow. Yeah. So I do that. That is powerful. You're welcome. And I get a lot of people tell me that after they're like, man, like I I really appreciated you incorporating the the singing bowl like that helped me to stay grounded. It helped me to just kind of like, you know, shift my thoughts or just allow my thoughts to flow. And sometimes in meditation, you can't turn your thoughts off and your main, your mind will immediately want to think about like every single thing anything that happened that day anything that happened last week sometimes last year and like that's okay I want to encourage people like take meditation day by day maybe you start off doing five minutes then you work your way up to 10 Mm -hmm. minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes one hour like just it's it's meant for you to find your Mm -hmm. zen find your balance like I'll sometimes go on a walking meditation. Like I try to get outside every day for at least 30 minutes and just walk. Um, I like to walk around my neighborhood and there's a park not too far away from me. That that's kind of like my normal route. And I'll just get out Mm -hmm. and I'll walk and I'll either listen to a podcast if I want to, or just talk to myself out loud or just do anything like that's, that's meditation. Or like if I'm at the park, if I want to go and sit on the bench for a little bit, close my eyes, look up at the sky or what have you, that's meditation too. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, the traditional picture of like, okay, your fingers are up, you're sitting cross-legged and your eyes are closed and you're just humming. Like that's a form of it, but that's not the only way that you can do it. And so I just encourage people like find what works and feels great for you. Your meditation may be, you know, you spent a whole day working you know, I know we're in a pandemic and so most people aren't showing up into like an office space or a work location at this time or some people are doing that. And then before you come home, you may want to sit in your car and listen to some music that you've not gotten to listen yes. to like all day and you just need to like get that energy out. That's meditation. Your meditation may be yeah. you going on a hike or going swimming or just cooking. Oh my gosh, I love to cook. And I like to say that I'm meditating when I'm cooking because I'm putting like all my energy and just thoughts and focus into that task. That doesn't even feel yes. like a task. It's like I... And that's why your food tastes Thank so you, good. girl. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, because our lunches, I remember because me and Nisira work together um, and your lunches best out of the Thank office. Thank you. I would have my little struggle lunches <laughs> and I would look over and I see you with filet mignon and salmon and I'm just while well, I'm eating the salad. Oh my god. And that makes it all makes sense. Oh my now. god. You meditate. I do, stuff. girl. Listen, and I put Reiki infused food, okay? Listen, yeah. it's really a thing. <laughs> it really and you know, I love this because I feel like more people need to know this mm-hmm. and including me, I'm thinking meditation, I have to sit there and, you know, 
for 30 mm-hmm. minutes or so and really try to concentrate but with you you're making it more fluid and um, I love that example of meditation yeah. um, just being more mindful because um, I know for me it's I had to practice um, trying to sit mm-hmm. quiet um, mm-hmm. with my mind and I remember um, I was watching Netflix like watching the whole Netflix and they have a um, a series about meditation mm-hmm. and the guy the host yeah the host was saying that meditation is like you're sitting on the side of a highway and you're seeing all of the cars pass by but you're not interacting mm-hmm. you're just sitting and observing and you're not engaging um you know like you're not going and chasing mm-hmm. each car down the road and when he said that it made that so does. much sense that makes that, so much yeah with meditation yeah with meditation you're just observing yes. your thoughts as opposed to engaging with them um so yes it's a really good series i i think it's called i think it is called just meditation. meditation i was gonna say you'll have to tell me <laughs> yes. what that is so i can look it up on netflix tonight yes and I, i'll include it in the podcast details as well if our listeners want to um, look it up but it is on Netflix and it's a whole uh, series I think it's like a few episodes about meditation and you know in different ways to mm-hmm, meditate mm-hmm. so yeah okay perfect I will definitely have to look into that and I'm always looking for new ways to meditate or just guidance and just outlets for it like you know sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta switch it up too like listen there might be a week during my weekly meditation where I have you all get up and dance and we're like moving to yeah. some good music you know because too we're probably sitting down a lot more than we were before. And it's so important in yes. these days and these times to get up and move your body, move your limbs. Like if you can walk around, like do that. If you can do other light stretches and things, do that in your space because mm-hmm. we have for, for us who, if we have, if you can be mobile, be mobile in whatever way is safest and most comfortable and best for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. It really, I, I noticed I just shake up my energy and my chi because when you're just sitting there, yeah. you're just stagnant. And yeah, it feels good when you move your body. And I say this as I'm laying on the couch. Um, I mean, I'm sitting on the couch right now, though. but I've been, I've been up and moving around and like I had this really dope um, playlist going on earlier and I was just dancing in my living room mm-hmm. and then I was cooking breakfast for nice. myself and you know I like to count my steps and so I have my Apple watch and I was looking down and I said oh I've had 4,000 steps today already and I've just been in the house okay that's great wow that's really great I can't relate <laughs> but it's um it's really inspiring well let me inspire at the um, very least <laughs> Now, with your singing bowl, is the singing bowl the same as sound it healing? It is a form of sound healing. So I can tell you about the okay. singing bowl. So so one of my girlfriends sure, actually yes. gifted this to me. It's my first one. Um, I got it for my birthday last mm-hmm. year. And so the insert, um, when you open the singing bowl, it has this little insert right on the top of the box that tells you like what it is. So I just kind of read that so that the listeners can get a feel for it. So singing bowls have been used in religious and shamanic practices for well over 1500 years and have been associated with Nepal and Tibetan Buddhism since the 8th century AD. A singing bowl is played by resting the bowl on the flat of the hand and rotating the stick around the outside rim of the bowl. As Buddhism has become popular, so too has the use of singing bowls. 
In recent years, singing bowls have been used in holistic healing, chakra healing, sound therapy, Reiki, feng shui, and many other areas related to purifying negative impulses and relieving stress. So the singing bowl that I have, it's a blue one, and it's actually specific to the throat chakra and helping to activate it. So that's our thing. <laughs> and this yes. one, it's different than a sound bowl in that this, the one that I have, it's a little bit smaller, kind of it looks like a literal bowl, whereas the sound bowls, they are much wider and bigger. And often they come kind of like a frosted acrylic type of um, design, if you've seen those before. And there's a bigger where yeah, I have a small wooden stick for my singing bowl. They're like bigger and heavier sticks that you would use for a sound bowl. So, you know, the artist Janae Aiko. She, I love Janae. Yes. She is like my Pisces queen. I love her. She's the truth. And, and she's, she's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yes. Did you know that beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful spirit. spirit? And so, like, if I could just hang out and kick it with her for like a weekend, my life would be so complete. Like, come on, sis. And Big and Sean. Big Listen, Sean. and he's from Detroit and I'm from <laughs> Detroit. Like, come on. Like, we just yes. family affairs, all the things. And did yeah. you know that Janae actually <laughs> includes in the background of her songs, at least from her most recent album, Chilambo, every song she incorporates a sound bowl in the background. Did you know that? I yes. Had no idea. Yes. My wow. sis is bringing healing music to the people. Okay. I go back and listen to her okay, listen to that album like I, yeah. I remember learning that and I was like Janae you are just killing the game I love it yeah very, very ahead, ahead of our time, time but bringing yeah. people up to the times you know and getting us out of what we may have been used to or accustomed to or not accustomed to before. And even when you see her, like if you've ever seen her perform, like she did a tiny desk concert and she's got some other videos on YouTube. Oh, yes. She always has her sound bowls with her and that music is playing mm -hmm. on the background of her, her album. I kid you not. You'll listen and you're going to be like, wow, awesome. that's what that is. Mm -hmm. You're wow. welcome. Thank you. I'm definitely going to listen to that. Look yeah. that up. It's amazing. Um, and so with everything we've talked about, I wanted to end with mm -hmm. manifestation. And I wanted you to talk about how you manifested um, what you're doing currently um, in your cross-country yeah. move uh, from the East Coast to the West Coast. Like how you manifested these positive yeah, changes. Yeah, I, I love life. talking about that to people because – for those who don't know me and get to hear like how I really manifested coming from um, New York City to California, they're like taken aback. And those who do know me, like they're taken aback, but they're also like, Nasira, that's you. Like that doesn't surprise me. So before moving to California, I lived in New York City for three and a half years. I went to grad school at NYU. I got my master's in public health. I was trying to start working, do, do, do all the things. So it was really hard for me to find a really great career role post-graduation. And I, listen, I had my moments and times of real struggle and I was hustling. I was working like many jobs at one time that I would not recommend anybody ever do. I was having a crazy schedule. I think I remember telling you, Ashley, I was like working seven days a week, barely had an off day. Like it was just yeah. wild, but 
I survived. I did it. Mm-hmm. It it got me to where I needed to be in that time. And so when I realized back in this was 2019 that I really wanted to pivot more into the tech industry. And I was ready to leave New York. I had been ready to leave New York, but it was just a matter of trying to figure out like, okay, where do I need to go next? And like, I'm not going back home to Detroit because I love my city, but you know, it's there for visiting and seeing family and loved ones, but not for a long time for me. I haven't lived there since I was 18, but Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, it's like you know it grew me up but it's not where I see myself being long term and I love the Mm -hmm. DMV area because like you know I went to Howard for undergrad and so that's forever home for me the DMV is but it just it still felt like I needed to step out my comfort zone so then I went to New York but I knew I didn't want to be there forever it's just New York is a great place to work but I wouldn't say to live long term And so I was really stuck trying to figure out, like, where am I going to go? Because, you know, I'm from Detroit, but I'm not with nobody's cold weather. And so I definitely wasn't moving somewhere that was going to (laughs) be colder than New York or colder than Detroit. And then I kept thinking about California. Mm -hmm. And I've actually thought about California for a couple of years and just wondering, like, man, is that a place where I can go next? Like, it would just it would have to make sense. And I kept trying to put so much pressure on myself and then. I gave myself the excuses of, oh, that's too far away from family. What if something happens? God forbid, yada, yada, yada. And then in 2019, I had to just get real with myself. And I was like, Nasira, this is your life to live. This is not for anybody else. This is you. If your heart is calling you out to California to take another leap of faith, it will be in your best interest to answer that calling. And if something were to quote unquote happen to family or someone, a loved one, you can get there on a flight. Like it's okay. And I had to stop living my life in that fear and thinking that, Mm. how am I going to make it happen when my entire life I've stepped out on faith, my entire life I've moved in different spaces and just stepped outside of a comfort zone. Like this would not be, any different than that. And my faith is so strong and just the belief that, you know, God, the universe, spirit, all of the above, my ancestors are here with me and have been with me on this journey. How would that change? So I just, Mm -hmm. when I first, when I realized like, okay, I want to go to California. I want to pivot into the tech industry. I just kept thinking about it every day, every day. I would write myself affirmations and I have different journals that are specific for certain things. So like I have kind of my like everyday, you know, life journal, like, okay, this is it. Then I have a meditate, not a meditation journal. Um, although I do have a meditation journal, but I have a manifestation journal, which <laughs> I was very, um, I was very particular and very intentional with choosing that journal, um, which funny enough, my mom gifted it to me. It's a gold journal and it says dream big on the front in white letters. And then the pages of it are gold trimmed and then you open it up and it's just white pages. It's really beautiful. It's a beautiful journal. And so I started writing out my manifestations in that journal. And when you write manifestations, you want to write them as if they are already yours. So if you're like, take for instance, me, if when I was determined, I said, I'm moving to California. I said, I wrote in my journal, I said, I am living in the Bay Area of California. 
I am driving a so-and-so kind of car. I am living in my own one-bedroom apartment with all these amenities and um, it has a pool there and it has free parking, just all the things. Like I was very specific and just, but listen, Free a big a one, big okay? This <laughs> <laughs> is a major key, yes. all right? Major key. And that's what I did. I yes. got really specific and I kept writing it down. Now, anytime there was a new moon, which new moons are the perfect time to write out the things that you want to manifest and to bring and call forth into your life, whereas Full moons are the perfect time to write down and think about things that you want to release from your life. And so literally every new moon, just about I was writing down in my manifestation journal or I was writing it down on a sheet of paper and just calling forth like I'm moving to California. I'm working in the tech industry. I'm delving deeper into my creativity. I'm, you know, my confidence levels are the highest I've ever been. Like all of those things, all of it. And I would write it down. I would fold it up. And when you write it down and you're folding it, you want to fold it towards you because, again, everything is with intention and you want to call that energy into you. And so you're folding it into you means it's like you're calling it into your life and yourself. Very intentional. So I kept doing this. And I, whenever I would pray, I would pray about it. I would talk to friends about it. Like, all my friends in New York knew and they could tell you like Nasira was moving to California and that's just what we knew. And we were just so in support of it because like I, I didn't, I yeah. didn't lose my focus on it. Now there were definitely times where that's I had my yeah. doubts where, you know, it, it was some new moons where I didn't write out my manifestation. There was some where I was like, man, how am I going to do this? Like, how is it going to happen? I don't even know. And it's being in that phase of, you don't even know where I think it's so important that your faith really kicks in and you just trust that, you know, I've asked the universe for these yeah. things and it's going to support me because the universe is always working for us. It's never working against us. And so even when, you know, if you have a shitty, if you have what you think is like a shitty day or like something goes bad, that wasn't done intentional for you. Like it mm -hmm. just either some, in some cases it may have been things that you thought about. Like when you focus on what you don't want to happen, more often than not, let's be honest, the thing comes about because you focused on it, you put it out there, and it showed up. Like, I can think. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like when a person's like, don't pay attention to a yellow car, yep. and then after a while, that's all you're going to be focusing exactly. on. Exactly. The mind. Like, it all starts so, yeah. in our minds. And so I definitely had my times where, like, I was really not feeling it or not thinking that I actually could do it. And then when the end of 2019 came around and the job that I was working at the time, it was a contract role. So that was getting ready to end. And I really had to figure out, I was like, man, what am I going to do? And I had started interviewing for a job that was going to be in California, but I hadn't gotten like an offer for it yet. Meanwhile, I'd already booked my plane ticket, my one-way flight to come to California. I decided to book an Airbnb versus mm -hmm. trying to just um, solidify a an apartment before coming out here because I didn't want to get here, have the apartment, you know, be locked into a contract. And then I hated it. I was like, nah, I can't do that. Especially like I'm on the other side of the country yeah. and coming to California. So I decided at that time it was best for me to do Airbnb for a little mm -hmm. bit. And that's, that way, once I got here, started working, got situated, 
could scope out better neighborhoods, then boom, like it will be fine. And so like literally, Ashley, everything just I won't say it fell into place, but it lined up just as it needed to. And I was able to get here with so much ease with all my prayers pretty much answered. And like, I I didn't even have to pay for shipping my things to California. I didn't have to pay for that. Like I I had a friend who, uh, bless bless his soul, dear friend of mine, and he was able to get all my things shipped out to California for me for free. I was just like, I, how I was like, how can I ever like oh, repay wow. you for this? He's like, there's no need. Like you just being you is enough for me. I was like, thank you, friend. <laughs> that means so much. <laughs> when it's yeah, meant to right. be, Things it will be. And like, I just be. really, like I said, I had that faith. I had that trust in knowing like I have told the universe what I want and what I'm praying for, what I'm hoping for. I just got to show up and I just got to believe it when it comes about and like literally just thing after thing after thing happened. And then within a few days of me getting out here and getting settled, I got my job offer. And like, Mm -hmm. I didn't come to California specifically for like a set job. Like I came to California to follow and grow and re like either redevelop new, like refocus on new dreams or the ones that I'd had like you know I said I wanted to pivot into tech and just delve more into my creativity like all of those came to the forefront and whether that was getting a job right away or taking some time and getting one later like I was down for it either way but I just knew I'm going to California and it wasn't attached to any certain thing you know Mm -hmm. it was just my soul and my spirit is calling me to this place and it would behoove me to follow that calling and I did yeah, that's amazing. I, I know I, I manifested the current job I I had and it took me like a good, I would say year mm-hmm. of um, manifesting it. I basically went to their website, I cut out their um, logo and I put it in my mm-hmm. journal and then once a week or so I would um, practice driving. Like I'll go mm-hmm. driving like this is will be my commute. I'm going to work and I would really make myself believe and feel that I will be working here soon and you're right the doubts come up um and you start to it's like man versus spirit it's like Mm -hmm. your flesh versus um what you you know your soul and that flesh part of you is like this is never gonna happen you know Mm -hmm. you start doubting yourself but then you know, then you're like, no, it is going to work out. It just, it takes a lot of practice and just a lot of prayer and really thinking positive and abandoning those old patterns of negative thinking. It's really tough, but I mean, I'm not there yet, but (laughs) I know people that are there and it's like Mm -hmm. you say, it's just their life is just really the world is their oyster when they change. Truly. um, Yeah. When they change their mindset and really, start um manifesting and you know being positive about their goals and yeah it's amazing yeah. to see they've unlocked a key to their yes business. yeah it's really nice I love that and something you said when you man and how you manifested your job and the rituals you did mm-hmm. when you printed out like the logo and you put it in your journal um that summer in 2019 and like for me I spent about a good eight months manifesting that I was going to California and so Mm -hmm. in the summer of 2019 I remember being in TJ Maxx on the Upper West Side of New York 
And I wasn't even looking for anything. I just happened to be kind of like going through like, you know, the home goods section. That's my favorite spot. Listen, let me tell you. <laughs> some good candles, some good knickknacks. Yes, I love me yes. a TJ Maxx. Okay. Oh, oh my. What? <laughs> I love being a TJ Maxx. We here. Listen, points eye to eye. So I'm in TJ Maxx and I'm like walking through and out of the corner of my eye, I saw, I thought it was a book, but the binding of it just said California. And I was like, er, wait a minute. <laughs> my eyes zoned in and your ears so fast. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well then. Okay, yeah. spirit. So, and then I pulled it out and it was a photo album. And on the front cover, it said California. And then it had illustrations of different like California like things that you knew were native to California like it had an illustration of palm trees it has an illustration actually let me look at it it has some grapes it has mountains it has the whole state it has a movie reel it has ocean waves it has the um the San Francisco you know the Golden Gate Bridge it's got a taco on here a surfboard some oranges sunglasses like all things Mm -hmm. that are just so native to California and I was like (laughs) oh my god I have to buy this photo album that's mine and I did and I said I set the intention there in the store I said I'm gonna buy this photo album and then when I get to California I'm gonna like you know as I start taking pictures and you know, getting acclimated. And then I'm going to print those pictures off and I'm going to put them in this photo album so that I can always cherish it and look at it. And that's exactly what I did. Like, yeah, literally like six months later, here I am in California and I kept that photo album. And then a couple months in, I started printing out pictures that I had. And that's something that I will never forget and just always cherish so much. Yeah. And that's so important, especially during these times. Um, during the pandemic and everything having something to look forward to not Mm -hmm. looking um I mean the present you know it's good to be mindful of the present and you know yeah but it's just sometimes you know you need something to look forward to and have hope for and just you know planning out your future and you know that that, Mm -hmm. that's amazing like for me I'm trying to manifest a trip to Vegas (laughs) <laughs> yes pick me up on the way yes <laughs> I always wanted to go to Vegas since a child I had really high dreams <laughs> I didn't want to be anything else just to go to Vegas but um I'm terrified of flying and so mm, I'm just okay I put it on my vision board on um, the Las Vegas sign and I've been noticing um like different shows their episodes are filmed in Vegas like mm-hmm. I'm starting to become aware of all of these signs of Vegas. Um, and I've just been watching actually more movies, anything dealing with Vegas, just mm-hmm. to like put it in, you know, my world to make it. Yeah. Possible. This is going to happen for me. And that'll be great one day to film a podcast episode of me in Vegas like I finally made it out let's manifest that listen yes your inner cycle cybernetic settings are like turned on and tuned into you're gonna be in Vegas one day so let's not let that go like let's hold steadfast to it it will be yours time is a concept and it's it it doesn't matter when it happens when the timing is like it's gonna happen and divine timing when it's meant to because you want that to take place. Yep. And I always said the thought wouldn't be in your head if it wasn't going to happen. Exactly. So you were given the tools to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Nasira. This has been an amazing discussion. Thank you You're so much so for joining You're so welcome. Me. Thanks for yes. having me. I love this conversation. Look, yes, this was really great. This is um, energy healing and manifesting, and you want to talk traveling and cooking and all that, too? Yes. Like, I'm here, <laughs> baby. Yes. <laughs> you can follow Nasira on Instagram and Twitter at House of Spells. Nasira also facilitates weekly meditation sessions. You can email her at nasira.spells at gmail.com for session inquiries. And I'll include all of this, of course, in the podcast details. Remember to subscribe on YouTube at Move From The Heart Podcast and follow us on Instagram at Move From The Heart Podcast as well. Follow us on all streaming services, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Um, all links are listed in the podcast details um, as well as Nasira's contact information. Remember to enjoy life no matter the odds. Make the best of it. Thank you, Nasira. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Ashley.